Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast. In this episode, I was so delighted to speak to Lisa, who has been to 131 countries. I've never spoken to anybody that's been to quite as many places as Lisa. I don't know anybody that's been to that many places. And what she knows for sure is around being alone, being very empowering. Because of those 131 countries that Lisa has visited, she has done 101 of them on her own as a lone traveller. So this is a fantastic conversation about finding yourself, about reinventing yourself, about learning how you're going to face the challenges of life and of travel. And I think that in this particularly, we talk about fear and excitement as being opposite ends of the same spectrum and how often you just have to reframe things in order to see them differently and to have a wee bit more courage to walk through the world more excited about what's around the corner. Enjoy this conversation because probably like me, you've never spoken to anybody that's visited quite so many places. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Yes, it's been lovely to meet you today. Tell us a wee bit about you. So I'm from the seaside town of England, the south coast of England. I'm a 45-year-old divorced woman who changed her life about eight years ago when I got divorced. I started a blog to empower women to go solo travelling and I've now been to 131 countries and 101 of these by myself. Oh my goodness, in this time where we're all can't, I can't even leave my city boundary. I can't believe that there is somebody that has been in 131 countries. That's amazing, Lisa. I know, I'm so lucky. And I've been living my life as a digital nomad for the last, I'd say, since 2014. Mm-hmm. So from getting divorced and leading a conventional life, I just completely changed everything and just took myself back on the road. Yeah, it's been great. Great. I can't wait to hear. Tell us, Lisa, what do you know for sure? (laughs) Um, The biggest thing that I know for sure is that being alone is very empowering. Ah, yeah, I really, I really can actually resonate with that. But tell us, tell us what what it means for you. I think because I've solo travelled so much, it's, I've seen firsthand how empowering it can be. In my 20s, I was so incredibly shy and I wouldn't talk to anybody until they spoke to me first. So traveling as a backpacker in my 20s and being alone, I had to put myself out there and I had to speak to people Mm -hmm. to make friends or to find people to do things with. So in my 20s, it's really helped me to gain the confidence and come out of my shell Mm -hmm. and learn new skills as well. And then in my 30s, when I, because I was married for two years and I got divorced when I was 36 and then took off solo traveling again. So I again felt the empowerment of solo travel, but this time I didn't need it for confidence. I needed it to find out who I was again. Mm. After being in a, a long term relationship for five years, I kind of lost myself and forgot what my dreams and what I really wanted to get out of life was. So then being able to be alone and single, I had that opportunity to kind of reinvent myself and to 
be who I wanted to be or make steps towards it. Mm-hmm. Because I think what, and I'm sure lots of women listening could probably resonate with what I'm going to say is that I left my my family home as a, a 20, 21 year old and moved in with my boyfriend who then became my husband. And actually, oh. I, it took me until my, I would say, late 30s to even appreciate that I like to do things on my own. And I still don't do very much on my own, I have to be honest. But it's something that a lot of people have just never tried, isn't it? Yeah, and I think around a lot of it, I mean, especially solo travel, it's a lot of fear mm-hmm. and it's not feeling not feeling like you can do it by yourself or not knowing how to do it by yourself. One of the biggest challenges that people get from my Facebook community is dining alone mm. and that fear of being judged by other people. So mm-hmm. people looking at them thinking, why is she alone? Yeah. Whereas in actual fact, I don't think people even really look at you and think that I think it's your own insecurities that can make you feel Mm -hmm. feel like that really yeah yeah I always say that that other people are more interested in themselves they're not really paying attention to you and it's actually a wee bit egotistical to think everybody's looking at you sometimes this is is my endless conversations with my teenage daughters obviously (laughs) but see that journey of reinventing yourself therefore is that something that came into your life in your mid-30s after a divorce or is that a journey that you feel you've always been on oh that's such a good question I think it's a journey that I've always been on but I think we can evolve over certain periods of time so the person that I was in my teenagers I wasn't that person in my 20s and then I was evolving to reinvent myself in my 30s -hmm. and now in my 40s I'm reinventing myself again so I feel like it's a constant It's a constant journey of creating the next version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I did read somewhere that every seven years your life changes anyway, or the way that you perceive life changes and you go through a different chapter of your life. So in my 20s, it was obviously partying and traveling fast and gaining confidence. And then it was more settling down and getting into society. And then after that, it was getting back out there in the world and finding out what I really wanted to do. So it does make sense to me that every few years you naturally evolve anyway and you can grow closer to your friend circle or find new people that resonate more with you at that time of your life. Yeah, yeah. And see when you talk about being alone is very empowering, what does empowering, what does feeling, the the phrase empowering makes me leap to that you feel strong when you feel empowered so what is it about travel that makes you feel empowered that makes you feel strong I think it's that sense of having to figure everything out by yourself Mm. knowing that it's only you Mm -hmm. that you can look after it's also empowering in the way that you don't have to look after anyone else or you don't have to think about anyone else and not in a selfish way and I think Sometimes society has taught us that to think about ourselves is very selfish, whereas it really is an act of self-care. So I think that doing things by yourself is definitely a way of giving yourself that self-love and that indulgence and Mm -hmm. doing things that you really want to enjoy or things that you've never tried before. So I think it gives you the confidence because you figure out how to travel from a place to a place you walk into a restaurant by yourself you go on a tour by yourself and then you start talking to people 
it also teaches you budgeting skills. Um, I think the biggest thing is when you face challenges Mm -hmm. and it can be empowering in the way of you overcoming challenges that you might never have thought you'd been you would have been able to in the past so it gives you that that confidence that you can tackle anything I think that once you get over certain challenges then you realize actually it wasn't that difficult and then it just builds on your confidence and it builds on your self-esteem as well yeah I can really imagine that it does and so when you spoke about how solo travel some people can especially women I think can have a feeling of fear around that have you I mean you've been to so many countries I'm trying to think of all the questions I can ask you about where's your favorite country (laughs) and what was the scariest country and all the rest of it but how has that that journey been with fear for you therefore in doing so much 131 countries 101 by yourself what is your relationship with fear therefore when it comes to travel now I think that fear and excitement are opposite emotions Mm. So it's on the same scale. So one scale is fearful and the other scale, the other side of the scale is excitement. So even though I've been to so many places before I go traveling anywhere by myself, I always get that fear. Mm. I always get that nervousness of I can't do this. Why am I doing this? What if I don't meet anyone? I can't speak the language. All those natural fears that you get. Yeah. But I've learned to turn that more into excitement and reframe it as in I can't wait to go to this country I can't wait to try and converse with locals not knowing any of the language um so I've tried tried to change it into excitement but I think it's natural to have fear it's natural to be nervous and have that anxiety it's kind of programmed in us it's that fight or flight thing that we have um but one of the ways that I've that I've dealt with fear is not listening to what other people think mm. as well. So I noticed, especially in my 20s, that people would say, oh, why are you traveling there? I don't understand where you're going there. Isn't it dangerous? And mm-hmm. projecting their fear onto me, yeah. whereas in actual fact, the reality was completely different. And the people who were projecting their fear seemed to be people who hadn't travelled uh-huh. to those countries anyway. It was just what uh-huh. they've read in the media and what they've read in the news. Uh-huh. And obviously you need to do your own research anyway and just be aware of areas that, you, that are difficult for you to travel to. Yeah. But as soon as I let go of other people's expectations and other people's fear and just trusted in my own intuition, then it just became a lot easier and I got back into the flow of life mm really as I was traveling and I got to develop my own self-confidence and my intuition and learn to depend on what I was thinking and what I was feeling rather than what other people were yeah and see that whole notion that you you know fear and excitement being opposite which I think you know is really Mm. insightful and that you reframe things that carries a bigger a bigger influence on your whole life, I would imagine, therefore, doesn't it? Because if you can reframe your fear into excitement about travelling to somewhere remote that you've never been before and you don't speak the language, does that help you reframe most things in life now? Yes. Even today, because I get really nervous talking on podcasts, I try to reframe it and said, I'm really excited about talking about solo travel and talking about empowerment. It, it 
does take a while to get used to to doing it I think and yeah. there's still part of me that doesn't believe what I'm saying but the more I say it to myself just the, the easier it does become yeah yeah and so where was if you were to talk about a couple of the countries that you've been to and where was the place where you maybe felt the most fear turned into excitement and actually had the best fun or the best adventure you know can you tell us a couple of tales about some of the places you've been yeah I went to West Africa a couple of years ago and I had so much anxiety about going to West Africa I was sat in the airport phoning a friend just I couldn't work out if it was my fear or my intuition telling me that I shouldn't go I was Mm. meant to go for three months and I just couldn't quite understand it because I've traveled so much but yeah I just had this fear about West Africa but that's because I don't really know anything about that that region yeah Um, I got there, I booked an Airbnb because I was due to join a camping tour for a month. So I stayed at the Airbnb. Within 24 hours, I had food poisoning. I was quite ill. I was in a stranger's house in West Africa. I I feel like it was a self-fulfilling prophecy because I was so scared and because I was so anxious. Mm -hmm. And I managed to get a taxi to the hostel to join the tour the following day. But then I had to go and just go to sleep because I was obviously still feeling ill and then it was at that moment when I thought I've created this because I'm quite a believer in manifesting and energy Mm. I thought I'm because I'm so scared I'm creating this bad experience for myself before it's even began so I need to let go of this and I'm here I'm here for three months and I need to make the most of it. I'm never going to get this opportunity again to be in West Africa with this group of people that I hadn't even properly met because I'd gone straight to bed. Um, just need to get on with it and enjoy it and make the most of every single day here because you will probably never come here again. Yeah. And then the next day I felt so much better and I had a different mindset and I threw myself into the trip, but I think part of it was my instinct because it was a very challenging region to travel through. I saw so much poverty. Um, It's very, it's just not very advanced. Mm. And in two of the countries that we went to, their main religion is voodoo. So it just shows it's a very different mentality as well. Yeah. Um, So we were on this massive overland truck and we were driving through cities and small towns. Some of the locals would shout hello and wave at us as we drove past. And some of them were quite hostile towards us. So it was a mixture of should we really be in these countries? And yeah, because half these people want us to because they're so welcoming. Um, But the best thing about it, because, again, I tried to reframe it, was that I attended a voodoo ceremony. Mm-hmm. I was dancing at this voodoo ceremony, which was amazing and which I will obviously never get the chance to do again. Um, I saw some amazing landscapes. I learned about weaving and just how they live their lives there. So it was very eye-opening, mm-hmm. but it was extremely challenging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said at the start that you know you had you had got you divorced and you went to do more traveling because you wanted to find yourself again and rediscover yeah. yourself. Did have you found yourself yet? Yes. <laughs> and what does it yeah. feel like to come home to you? 
Um, do you know, it feels like I'm in alignment. It feels easier. I think when you're going against the grain, when you're doing things that you're not meant to be doing, you get to a point where it can become quite challenging, quite difficult. So I feel as though I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing, which is mm. empowering women to travel solo. And that never would have happened if I hadn't have got divorced. So I have no regrets about getting married or getting divorced. I think that every opportunity makes you who you yeah. are. Yeah. And it took a while after I got divorced when I was traveling alone. Again, it was very challenging and I was crying a lot because I was going through a massive transition of not quite knowing what I was meant to do or who I was. But as soon as I had that epiphany of I want to help other people travel solo, then it just all slotted into place. Yeah. Just felt easier. Mm-hmm. And so does the future hold more than 131 countries? Is there places so. you haven't been yet that you want to go to? I'm meant to be doing another camping trip in Africa. It's really weird because at the time I didn't enjoy it that much, but now that I, I'm not able to, to go there, I really want to go back <laughs> and uh-huh. throw myself into that culture again because it's such um it's such a transformation, I think, the places that you go to that are challenging. You have no you have to evolve and you have to learn from those kind of experiences that are difficult. So I'm hoping to go back and camp in mm-hmm. Africa again. Um I really want to go to the Philippines and I want to go to Papua New Guinea because it's quite an intriguing destination. I like going to destinations that not many people that I know go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To show what they really like. Has so the pandemic been really challenging for you then? And the fact that for a year now, I'm imagining you've not been able to travel anywhere. Yeah, I've been quite lucky because I got a chance to go to Greece for six weeks in September as soon as the lockdown opened, mm-hmm. um, or as soon as the lockdown changed, I yep. went to Greece in September. And then from then I ended up going back to Norway to see an old friend and I did some domestic travel in Norway. Right. And then in January I went back to Norway again. Mm-hmm. But now obviously I'm back in the UK and yeah, yeah it's... Again, it's reframing everything. And it's taken me a few weeks to be able to do that Uh because my life is living on the road. I I haven't lived in the UK for, it had been six years before the lockdown. So I find it quite challenging being in one place. And um, I love meeting new people and I love learning from different cultures. And Mm -hmm. I love going to an airport and not really knowing what lay the other side when I get off the plane. So... Mm-hmm. I've had to kind of put that to one side because it's not possible and accept it and write about my experiences at the moment to relive them. Great. What an adventure you're on. Thank you so much for giving us a wee glimpse into it, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just, I think now is such a good time for people just to learn empowerment and learn what they really want from life and just to go from it, go for it. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me, Lisa. Thank you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching Anne Hughes Ignite. 
if I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.